It's payday, fellas. I said it's fucking payday, motherfucker. So going into it, the reason work hard is obsolete advice is because 1943, the, the U.S. government punished anybody who was an employee. save a little bit of money, invest in yourself right now, invest in your brand, you know, be the best at whatever you're doing, show up every day and everybody walks away and says, wow, they're exceptional, that person is exceptional, oh my God, you have to get people to say that about you, no matter what, I mean, I don't know how, how you get great at whatever you're doing, but do it to the point to where, wow, they're exceptional, wow, they're different. Hey, but look, this shit about to be on some other shit, though. Welcome, this is Cold Hard Cash Flow. And we're back. It's episode two, guys. It's your host, Kitty Wealth. This is Cold Hard Cash Flow. The guy I've got with me today, man, great guy. Seasoned player in this game. Been doing this real estate thing for a long time, actually since 2002. Um, runs a lot of real estate meetup groups out there in L.A., Phoenix. He's a West Coast guy. For all us East Siders, uh, he's a regular at the real estate conferences nationwide. Actually, um, he has been to many, many conferences, made a lot of uh, network connections, and been on more podcasts than you have fingers, maybe even than you have toes. He's actually a personal student of Brad Sumrock, OG. You guys know him if you know anything about multifamily real estate whose group has closed over half a billion in real estate since 2018. That's just a year. Gary is a real estate financial modeling certified, and he's an experienced and very successful business operator. His personal multifamily holdings total over 1,500, um, mainly in Texas, Arizona, and some in California. Gary is the founder and president of Break of Day Capital since 2017, which syndicates real estate opportunities. They focus primarily on C-class value-add opportunities in high-growth population areas. Before that, Gary was a founder and co-president of ARC um, from May 2001 to December 2016. He grew that company to over $12 million in revenue and over 700 employees, while positively, while positively excuse me, affecting over 9,000 students daily throughout Southern California. Great feat. Gary is also one of the founding board members of CORE Educational Services. He founded the nonprofit to change the lives of underserved youth throughout Southern California in 2005. That's his uplift. Gary was also an independent film producer from 1994 to 2001. He is a alum of Boston University and graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration in 1992. Like I said, guys, seasoned vet. Gary, welcome to the show, man. Uh, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Definitely, definitely. We appreciate um, you coming on, agreeing to this, and being able to break some bread with me, sit down, have a conversation, and give some value to our listeners, man. Absolutely. So, going ahead, 
getting things rolling, man. Um, kind of speak to what your last past half decade has looked like um, in real estate, multifamily real estate, and in your own business ventures, if you can for us. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, even when I bought my first house, I always looked at it as a value add. I, I didn't look at it, you know, our parents thought, okay, you buy a house, you're going to live there forever, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to stay there and that's it. Um, but I, I, the people that I knew either owned a business or made their money through real estate, and that's who I kind of looked up to, and I was trying to do both, quite honestly. So when I bought a house, I, I wasn't, you know, I was looking for something that uh, that I, you know, I could maybe put in ten thousand, twenty thousand, and that and that turned equity to fifty or a hundred thousand for me, you know, and I can keep keep doing that. So um, I still had my my after school business that I was running, but uh, I had a single family rental, and I was looking for more opportunities. And uh, when I sold that three, uh, almost three years ago, I got into real estate full time. Now, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it, it, real estate's a little bit like squirrel. There's, there's so many ways to make money. Um, but it was, it was figuring out for me what, where I fit best. And that's when I stumbled upon multifamily. I love scaling up. Um, and the, it was like running a business. So, um, you know, when you're when you have a let's say a duplex or a fourplex, it's very mom and pop. You're running it yourself. You're doing everything. But with a with a much larger complex, I'm relying on professional people to do the job. I have to put together the business plan, put together the money, and then manage them. And that's where I felt I could do uh, the most amount of uh, damage, if you will. Right, but uh, I always had an entrepreneurial mindset, so it really I had to do a mind shift because as an entrepreneur, you you want to do a lot of things yourself, and with multifamily, I was able to team up with other people and able to conquer much bigger buildings than I could by myself. And so, once I made that mind shift, I was a lot more uh, effective. I like that, man. I like that you spoke to that. That's great. Um, it's actually a perfect segue into our topic for today's show, man. Um, so we all know, if, if you have any interest in this field at all, in this industry, in this space, that multifamily is a team sport. You cannot do it alone. It doesn't even make sense to do it alone, especially if you want to go big, like you mentioned, with the economies of scale. So what is the importance of networking with folks in this industry, and just period, as far as business goes, if you want to be successful? Oh, man, it, it's everything. It's everything. I spent, I mean, the last three nights I uh, was at three meetups, one of which were was my own, uh, but going to other meetups, uh, being around like-minded individuals, you're, you're, you're looking for partners, and you never know who your next partner is going to be. Uh, certainly you want to stick with the ones that um, you've built, uh, rapport you trust and whatnot, but you never know when someone else could bring you a deal. And you're always looking for investors too, you know. So you gotta spend a lot of time going to other meetups. And and quite honestly, some meetups are not going to be good. Um, you got to find the ones that that are good that that speak to you. And it might not be uh, the first time you go it go to one um, because I almost wrote off a meetup that I went to the first time 
impressed, but I, I think go back a second time, and then then it started. I started connecting with uh, with other people, um, and it, it actually it led me to uh, one of my uh, partners today. Um, and going to conferences, I know you know there's there's so many conferences, and it could add up financially, but. Um, you know, if you can get the conferences, it's it's so valuable to be around like-minded people. It's it's like rocket fuel. You know, it gives you confidence, energy. You know, speaking to others, and you come back, you know, with a few uh, a few tidbits. If you if you can implement that, man, it's it it really propels your business forward. That's awesome. Actually, if you can name um just a couple special instances for you that were really important that you were able to network and build a great relationship that led to something profitable for each of you? Um, well, I mean, the last conference I went to was, was more on, on more things I need to implement for my business. And, and I've been doing this for a while, but man, you never stop learning. And then if you do, you're in trouble. So I was just at the the raising money summit and, and took away a bunch of things that I need to implement. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you you've got to you've got to consistently put yourself out there and go to these things and and trust me, like I, you know, when I first started out, you know, you know, I, I, I this was a new world for me, and so you know, you're you don't know what to say. Um, and, you know, maybe you're not that outgoing, but you got to put all that nonsense aside and just, and just go up to people and say, Hey man, what are you, what are you doing? And people are always, they always want to talk. Um, and, and people are always willing to share information. So you just got to put yourself out there and, and keep moving forward and, uh, Things will things will start rolling. You know, the more you you put yourself out there, you, you start learning the talk. Because, you know, hey, again, when I when I started, I didn't I didn't I didn't know the terminology. You know, but you the more you you read or listen to podcasts like this or um, check out blogs or you know bigger pockets, whatever it is, you you start learning the vernacular. You start you know walking the walk, talking the talk, and and and. Uh, you got to start somewhere, you know? Right, that's great. I like that you mentioned you got to take initiative and you have to accept that responsibility that it's it's up to you in the end, you know? If you don't go and make that handshake or speak to that person or introduce yourself at that meetup or that network, if you don't walk away with something that you decided you had to leave with, it's on you. You can't blame anybody else, man. You got to accept that responsibility. And definitely about the self-education and never stop learning. I, I think I, I read a quote sometime that said the day you stop learning is the day you're dead. Like it, it's pointless if yeah, you if you yeah, stop absolutely. learning. You gotta you gotta continue to be a student of the game because that's the position that's the most rewarding, honestly. Yeah, and things are always changing. You want to be able to pivot, and um, so if if you're constantly learning, you'll know know what where where the next thing is at or, and really be you want to be ahead of the curve because if you're following everyone else um you know you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna create the biggest amount of, of wealth for yourself it's just you know finding these these new opportunities that will really separate yourself right exactly 
And so now, just to make a a small correction in the path that we're going here, um, kind of speak to what it means to establish and build a brand in business and both in commercial multifamily. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm still working at it, <laughs> quite honestly. You know that that is uh, quite honestly has been, you know, I guess in the past more of a weakness, and I I've, I've been working on that to um, to speak to that because I never liked to uh, I just want to was a doer, you know, I wasn't going out there and 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 sharing my my knowledge and building a brand. So it's something I have to continue to work on and. You know, I'm I'm on a bunch of different platforms, um, but quite honestly, maybe I need to just pick pick one and do it really well. But you know, I'm on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn, and like you said, I've been on a number of podcasts and 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 um, my own meetups. Uh, we do our webinars uh, once a month too, so it's doing it consistently and putting yourself out there and sharing your knowledge. Uh, that's that's really important and. Um, you know, you don't certainly don't need to be expert, um, but but um, share what you know. Don't be afraid to ask questions, and and like we had said earlier, just just start somewhere, start somewhere, and um, over time it'll it'll you'll start building your brand, and uh, and people will, um, you know, you show your true colors, people will respond to that, you know. All right, that's great, man. Drop some real gems right there. Honestly, um, love that you were transparent in the fact that you you were open enough to admit that everybody is still not a hundred percent on something. You know, we are all still trying to go through it and figure it out. And like you said, we've all got weaknesses. It's no denying that we're human. It's it's life. It is what it is. But the point is, is to kind of focus on where your strengths are and where you need to improve and leverage. You know, what you can leverage in order to be the better and best version of yourself. And if that means, like you said, doing the First thing that you got to do, partner with somebody who maybe their strength is your weakness. So that way you can you can move forward and make some progress in some type of area is great, man. That's an awesome answer. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And that and, and that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm partnered. Uh, a guy I've been doing a lot of deals with of late, and we've been working together for about a year, um, is uh, we're in a partner, and so... He's going to take over, you know, a bunch of the social media. We'll, we'll maybe, you know, hire a VA to help us with some of that. But that's been improving our brand is, is our number one focus over the next few months. And uh, uh, you'll see, you'll probably see a lot more of me out there in, in the coming year or so. That's awesome, man. I'm excited for you and excited for what you guys got going on. It sounds good, man. Thanks. Definitely. Now, um... When we brought you in here, we brought you on the show, we kind of mentioned that you personally have invested in over 1,500 units, which is an incredible feat, man. Kind of speak to what that process looked like and how it's benefited you and what you had to go through for that to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I've done I've done well with uh, my real estate investment and, and my business. So when I left my, uh, my old business, I had some money I could uh, I could play with. Um, a bunch of that was in the uh, self-directed IRA. So, you know, you could get involved in uh, syndications from a passive standpoint for for fifty thousand a pop. And you know, when you're younger, obviously that's a, that's a big number. When you're older and you've been putting in money into your four hundred one k for a while, 
you know, it adds up over time. So, you know, I could invest in a deal, whether it was 200 units, 300 units, 400 units, and kind of uh, learn um, from the syndicator and uh, see what they're doing right, see what they're doing wrong. And obviously, you got to do a lot of deals beforehand. you got to trust that sponsor, you know, because all the deals look pretty good on paper. Um, but we all know not all the deals work out. So you really, you really got to um, do your due diligence, learn, compare with others, and, uh, and go from there. So I started investing. I had uh, a few deals in Dallas-Fort Worth housing in Tucson. I graduated to being a, a key uh, principal on a deal, which means I signed on the loan, um, and it gave me experience with, uh, with the bank. And so, you know, six months after that deal, they looked at me as, as having done a deal. Um, it was a 76 unit. And so that kind of led to my next deal of being my, my own sponsor with a couple other people. And then now we'll be closing on a 128 unit um, as a sponsor in the next uh, few weeks in Phoenix. So every every step of the way kind of gave me more experience um, for to take on a bigger project each time. Right, that's awesome, man. Phoenix, Arizona, that's a that's a A1 market. I'm glad that you're in there, man. We all know that's a hot market, definitely. So, and you're in there with 128 units. That speaks to something. So congratulations on that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Most definitely. Now, we spoke about networking. We talked about brand establishment. We talked about what you got to go through. And I like that you mentioned the passive investment first. And um, the way my guy Max Maxwell said it is that a piece of the watermelon is greater than all of the grape. So a piece of something is always better than all of, all of nothing, right? So I think a lot of people, um, when they get started, the phrase that I would say translates is their eyes are bigger than their stomach. They have that shiny object syndrome. They see the, oh, these guys are getting huge projects. I can get huge projects too. Kind of speak to what it means to take baby steps and be sure that you're ready before doing something that you might regret. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think people are so concerned about what they're going to make, what it means for them in the beginning deals. And Quite honestly, you know, forget all that stuff. You wanna, you wanna be with good people that you can learn from, get the experience. The money will come later. Trust me, this is a marathon, not a sprint. You know, learn from others, get with good people. You know, you'll make connections. All that will come eventually. It'll come fast, actually. So, don't don't worry about how much money you're gonna make the first deal. You know, you've gotta, particularly, you know, when you when you're when you're young and starting out. Hustle goes a long way. You know, what are you going to bring to the table that someone else doesn't, you know? Um, and there's, you don't need to know everything, but I guarantee you could, if you're hustling, you could find a way. Maybe it's, maybe you're really good with social media. Maybe you've got some connections, you know, you've got to work that, you know, as we go back to networking, someone always knows someone and maybe it's uh, someone with money or, or someone a connection to a connection that has the money or a doctor or this or that that may be interested in the deal. So when you're young, if you're starting to build up that network, that's so important because, you know, um, man, what's that saying? Your, your, your network is, uh, your net worth is your network or I might've had it wrong, but, uh, it's, that's, 
true. So, um, so to kind of circle back, it's it's don't worry about what what you're you're making off a deal. Worry about learning and then making connections and then doing whatever you can to help. Love that. It's a relationship based business, and we all know. Network capital is the most important resource that is available to us. Like you said, you never know who you know because they might know somebody else. That that was a real gem, man. I love that you dropped that. So pay attention. This is cold, hard, cash flow, giving it to you, real, giving it to you straight. I'm here with my, my guest host, my guy from the west side, Gary Lipsky of Break of Day Capital. We're in here talking about multifamily. We're talking about business. We're talking about how you can... Make a do, make a new thing, do your own thing, and build something that's going to last in the process. Gary, what is it like to, what am I looking for here? What is it like to kind of speak to investors that you're looking for that you would like to have them be a part of your deal? You're trying to solve a pain point, you know. It's um, you're not you're not selling a deal. You're offering an opportunity, and you've got to think that way, you know. Um, so with, with with a lot of people, they can't find these deals. You know, they're 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 in the stock market. Their financial advisor says, "Oh, you got to invest in this this stock and that stock." You know, there's there's no tax benefits in the stock market. There's tax benefits in real estate. There's the government is telling you, invest in real estate. We'll give you benefits, you know? So you're crazy not to, to invest in it. And, you know, you know, my doctor friends, you know, people I play volleyball with, whoever, they, you know, we can give them great returns. They don't have to do anything except invest in the deal, and we'll do all the, the hard work, you know, and they can make a good return. So this is, for a lot of people, a no-brainer, you know? So you just... All you're doing is sharing what you're doing, and people will come to you and say, hey, I, I want to invest with you. And, you know, it takes a while to build up a big group of investors, but uh, and I'm continually doing that myself. But, uh, you know, don't wait until you have a deal to start pe- speaking to people about investing. You've got to speak to them now and get them, you know, maybe it's a sample deal you share with them. But start start sharing what you're doing and so that they're ready by the time you have a deal. Uh, and a lot of people don't, don't do that because if you wait till when you have a deal to start speaking to them, you know, they're, they're not going to be ready to invest with you. Yes, sir. I love that. I love that. You're not selling a deal. You're offering an opportunity. And like you said, the government wants people to invest in real estate. They're offering the tax benefits. There, there's nothing like that that compares in the stock market. And like you said, it's just the nature of the game that the financial advisor is trying to get paid off those fees, you know. And maybe he doesn't even know yeah. about what, what's available over here in commercial real estate. But like you said, you're the man that's on the ground. You're solving the pain point for them. You know about the deals that they're looking for but just can't get to. It's about being able to speak to people and share what you know and be confident enough to ask them, you know, to offer them an opportunity, like you said, and bring them in on something great that's going to benefit both sides. Yep, yep. That's great, man. Now, in structuring deals, 
Um, what does that look like? Do you handle that, and how does that go? Yeah, so uh, it's funny. There's with with different real estate groups. You know, some people um, do just a eighty twenty split, uh, where other investors want a preferred return, and that means they're basically getting kind of interest on that on the money they they invest um, first. So our, the last two deals we did, we did a 70-30 split with an 80 prep, with an 8% prep. So um, investors get 8%, you know, from the cash flow up front, and they get all their money back. And then from the profits, we split it 70-30. So basically, I, I really don't even get paid until, until the end. Um, but... You know, if we perform well, I'll do well. If we if we don't perform well, then then I won't get paid, and that's on me. But luckily, I haven't been in the position so far that we, we haven't done a good deal. So, um, but you know, I not not that I have a huge track record, but uh, you know, our our goal is to really underwrite conservatively. Um, not you know, we don't go by gut; we go by data, so that uh, you know we we're you know. We're not we're not guessing, you know. We we want to make sure this is going to bring solid returns to our investors, and we can be we're we're doing this time and time again. All right, great. And so, for some of our listeners who may not know what underwriting is, what is that? So, um, you 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 get the rent roll from the property, um, which says every person who has a lease how much they're paying. It shows which units are vacant, um, the market rent. So, you know, someone might be paying only 700, but the market rent is a thousand. So, you know, the loss of lease on that apartment is $300 times 12 months. Uh, you, you ask for the T12, which is the trailing last 12 months of the, uh, expenses and the, um, and the income for that property. And then you put it into a spreadsheet and you come up with a business plan and say, okay, well, maybe I'm going to do 400,000 of renovations. And, and you've got to break that down too. So, you know, does the, the roof need fixing? Does, are you going to renovate the interiors? Or are you going to do paint on the exterior? You know, like all the things you're going to do and put out all the costs and, and you'll see what your, your numbers are going to, look like and does it make sense so that underwriting process and i know a lot of people in this business you know they they're not great underwriters but then they have other people that underwrite for them so again it's that that team aspect you don't need to be great at everything you you know be really good at, at something and have partners out that help you without weakness that's it love it man specialize that's what the game that's the name of the game right there yeah, that's awesome, Gary. And so, what is you guys' strategy look? What type of assets are you looking to acquire for your your firm? So, um, workforce housing. So, typically uh, C class. So, to explain that, A class is is your high end stuff. Um, B class is you know somewhere in the middle. C class is you know um, you know guys that are just you know you know getting by. Let's say thirty to fifty thousand, maybe maybe more, but um, they're they're not, um, you know, that there's more housing for D-class than anywhere else. And so when when the economy starts tanking, it's the anyone that's living in A-class, you know, kind of 
not everyone, but a lot of people will maybe move down to B class, maybe B class for them at C class. But C class is a really safe uh, asset uh, to invest in. And, you know, it's, it may be not in the greatest of neighborhoods or um, the nicest apartment, but it's fine. I mean, we've all, we've all lived in places like that, trust me. Um, but, and then looking at how we can add more value, how we can improve that, uh, that asset. So we want to look at rents that are below market. What kind of improvements can we do? Um, do we need to rebrand that property? All these little things that add so much value to the bottom line. And then, you know, from three to five years, we can, we can sell that asset for, for a very nice profit. Definitely. Awesome, man. It sounds good. Sounds great. So, here we are. Code Hard Cash Flow. Episode number two. I got my guy Gary Lipsky with me at Breaking Day Capital. He's off the west side. Yes, sir. You know how it's getting. Gary's invested in over 1,500 units. He's a seasoned player in the game. Been in real estate since 2002. He's here talking with me. We're discussing all things business, all things multifamily. My guy. So Gary, tell me um if you can, in the time that you've been in this industry, what is something that you've struggled with or maybe a failure you've encountered? Um hmm. you know, um getting getting to the team aspect faster, quite honestly. Um you know, having that entrepreneurial mindset, you you, you don't want uh, as many partners. But once I was able to, you know, kind of overcome that hurdle, it, it really provided rocket fuel. And being around others and not, you know, don't, you know, that again, going, going back to that networking and being out there and, and, and going to conferences, that really, really helped. Um, you know, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta put yourself out there. It, uh, as you had said earlier, it's a relationship game, real estate. You know, you never know when your next deal is going to come from, or when you're going to meet your next investor. You could be the guy you're sitting on a flight with, or um, sitting on a bar and having a drink. You, you never know, a friend of a friend. So, um, you know, just talking talking more about what I, what I was doing and sharing it with others that uh, that took me a while you know I wasn't a big talker of what I was doing and once I uh, overcame that hurdle uh, it really revved up my game that's great that's awesome you got it like like we spoke about you got to take the initiative but it's good that you said that man and I can tell that you're there's something you're focused on and I know I know for you it's gonna get better because you are serious and you you're making it happen man you're getting to it so Gary, we're at that part of the show now where we kind of get to know our guest host, the person that's here joining us on Cold Hard Cash Flow talking to us. We like to call it the favorites. So Gary, we're just gonna ask you a couple questions, man. I'm gonna go through here and kind of get to see what you're like, what your taste is, and who you are as a person, like I said. So man, to start us off, what's your favorite color, Gary? Awesome. Your favorite song at the moment? Oh, favorite song. Um, dang. I don't know. 
Good, good question. I mean, I listen to a bunch of stuff. I mean, I'm a big uh, Kamasi or Kamasi Washington uh, fan. Um, he's like funky jazz. Um, but I, I just listen to the whole album. Maybe, um, let's see, uh, maybe a rerun off his, uh, his 2015 album. I just, uh, he just jams away. I love it. Awesome, man. Your favorite season? Summer. Uh, I love being outside, love fresh air. Actually, I was, uh, I grew up in uh, New Jersey, so uh, I moved out to L.A. 22 years ago because I could play sports year-round out, you know, out here in L.A., but uh, I love the summer, man. It's just, uh, I don't know, feels good. Definitely. Your favorite movie? Um, Fight Club. Uh-huh. Favorite sport? You know, I grew up playing basketball, but uh, since I've been out here in L.A., man, I'm playing, I play volleyball, beach volleyball twice a week. I, I love it. You know, on the sand, getting a workout, you can jump in the ocean afterwards. Uh, uh, I love it to play, to watch. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a diehard Jets, Mets, and Knicks fan. Um, I was born in Queens, so uh, those are my teams. I love, I love watching them all, but to play is uh, beach volleyball. That's what's up, man. Your favorite food? Uh, I, I can't take just one, but if I had to, it'd be pizza. I love pizza. Classic. And last but not least, your favorite book? Uh, I think there's conversations. You know, it, 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 it gives you tools to have those tough conversations with people. Um, and not just shoot from the hip, but really, really help you. Because if you can, if you can work on those tough conversations... Family, friends, business, whoever it is, that that really will uh, will help you out. That's awesome, Gary. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. We appreciate you. You were a great host. Again, guys, that's Gary Lipsky of Break of Day Capital. You can look him up. And um, what's your Facebook, man? What's some of your social medias they can connect with on you with? Yeah, Gary Lipsky, uh, Facebook, and. Uh, LinkedIn, uh, feel free to reach out via email, Gary, at breakofdaycapital.com, and then connect with me. Awesome. Hey, guys, that's it. Signing off, Episode 2, Cold Hard Cash Flow. Thanks.